Okay, so we are in the the Hagdama Horavius, which is the um, the fourth introduction that one needs to have strong betachin. And what is that? It's very important. I know we did we started last week, but I want to talk about it because it's something that's um, on my mind. Shatia has gechasei chazaka. Okay, now what? Now, the next few chapters, four, five, six, the next few, he's going to speak about the contradiction between the Shtadlus and the Tachan. Which is one of the greatest challenges we have. And in the fifth one, he actually takes it straight on. So let's see if we can get to that. But I want to first give, it's important to get a strong foundation on the fourth. A number of us were away last week because of school vacation. So I want to start four because I feel like five and six, it's just, it's a binion. So I want to just read this quickly. So he says, you have to do... Uh, 85. Okay? Now what? You need to make great effort to do what Hashem asks. This is incredible. He ties Yerushimayim into Betochem. The last says Mitzvah do his positive commandments and Lehizar avoid his negative commandments. Chavos Abba takes a very strong stand. And I say very strong because there are many Rishon that argue with him. He in this case actually has a very hardcore understanding about living in contradiction. Which means, can I have a talk in Hashem and do what I want? Can I do what I please? Get up when I want to get up, eat what I want to eat, look at what I want to look at, listen to what I want to listen to. Regardless of halacha. But I have a talk. So he has a very hard stand on this. And he says, no, you make sure do what Hashem wants. Why? Just like he wants Hashem. This is fascinating. He wants Hashem to do what he wants. So the way you get Hashem to do what you want, what does the mission office tell us? Do what? So he has an unbelievable condition here. He puts this in the conditions of Betochen. And he says, Do his will as your will. He'll do his will. It's the positive and the negative. You don't do what you want to do when you want to do it. And he'll be battle his rotten, the other people's rotten against you to do what you want. Chavis takes a fascinating position here. He says there's a contradiction here. Between doing what you want, disregarding Allah and Betachem. And he says, it brings a Pasik, Betach Bashem, Vaasei Toiv. Shechan Erzaimuna. He takes this Pasik. How does he interpret this Pasik? Betach Bashem, how? By being Asei Toiv. Ironically, the Ramban that argues uses the same Pasik. <laughs> so that's always how, how it goes. But he says, that means what? Re'emunah means you should. Uh, what does re'em mean? Um, 
pasture. That means you should, when you're pasturing in, in Emunah. Ba'amar says, Toiv Hashem L'Koivav, Hashem is good to those, on the top of 86, Toiv Hashem L'Koivav, Hashem is good to those who put hope in Him, the Nefesh Hidushana. Fascinating. Takes a very serious stand here. He says, doing what you please contradicts the essence of Betachem. That means, you could have Betachem, but if you don't do a Kodesh Baruch Hu it doesn't work. Very interesting. And then listen, I'm just, Allow me to read a few more lines, and we're going to expound on this. Somebody's by but he totally. What does mamre mean? Rebels. Kama who sochel, how foolish you are. Kama daide chalusha, vakarosay. How weak is your mind? Kiroya, kihuroya. He says, let's look at a human being that you want him to do what you want, and you disobey him. Okay, go home and try it with your wife. You want something for her? She's like, try, try disregarding her for a few days and then ask her for something. See how that goes over. I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. There's the church for tet, which is the way that you describe it. You know, if you don't believe in me, why should I believe in you? Kind of thing. Um, there's another way of looking at it, which is that um, how can you say that you trust in God if you don't even trust to do what you tell Could you pass this to Mike? I'm with you. Open, open up page 86. <laughs> I'm with you. I, I, I'll tell you. I want to. Let's do what he says because you, you, I hear what you're saying. You're having a much sweeter. I, I specifically warned you at the Chavis of office, and I'm going to tell you clearly. Many trying to argue, and I'm going to get to the other side. I want to look at page 86. I want to tell you what you, what, what you think he says. Personalizing the relationship. I don't know. I, 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 I want you to, Mike. I'm saying this just to open up. I'm not saying. I, 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 I think he said. I know what you're saying, and I always understood Betachan that way. It's a relationship thing, right? We spoke about that many weeks. I want you, I want you to read this chapter with me. You're so weak in your brain. Why? He says, for look at human principles. Let's say there's someone who's in charge of something. Right? Now, if the guy who's in charge, the guy who's in charge asks you, there's a guy who was given a million dollars to give out in the community. And the guy asks you for a favor, could you do me a favor? Could you pick up my son from when you go to you know the school? Could you pick up my son? Right? He's not going to disregard his command. And then he's going to come. When he's going to, the word's going to get back to the person he who he wants something from that he disobeyed him what it's gonna be a skiyah siba chazaka it's gonna be a very strong reason limona from not doing what you asked me i'm with you this i i want to i believe and again mike you might say you can interpret the way you're interpreting i don't think so he's saying here you're being silly how do you expect hakash Baruchu, as you disobey him to do what you want think about it from human he says, look at the human relationship. We say it all Not Shem is not a human. We say Erech all the time. 100%. And we say, no, tikom I am with yeah, you. And, and that's, that's, that's what bothered Mike when I read it the way I did. And that's what bothered me. And I'm here to, I'm here to talk about that tonight. Even well, a human, right? That like, uh, You see your, your donkey's enemy, you're still going to help the donkey first, right? Right. If you have your, your friend's donkey and your right, so enemy's exactly. donkey. So, so what? So it's a... Normally, would you would help your friends, donkey, right. and you let your lawyer donkey. Right, so we sure. have, even with a human, even as a, even as a human, if you don't do their will, actually the Torah 
guards us, right? Oh, right? Uh, they know. So he says that's a strong reason he might have someone to do. And he says, I'm telling you, he's saying this very, I said he's taking a very hard line sheet there, which we'll see many of mm-hmm. argue. And he says, so someone is over, and what? And then he hopes that Hakush Baruch is doing. He says, How can you be called a Beteach? He says the opposite. And he has some not nice sukkim from Eve. He says, You hypocrite, you're stealing from Hashem. Is Hashem going to listen to your voice? Anyway, and he goes on and he has a very strong stand. And I'm going to explain in a minute, but I believe, Mike, I believe he's saying that the way I'm saying it over. And if I'm wrong, I'm happy to be correct. Yes, Something Jeff. is bothering, bothering him that he doesn't say, you can't believe in Hashem without believing in his Torah. So I think, uh, I'm just guessing that, that something bothers him that, like, how can you believe in Hashem if you're not a Talmud Chacham on Rav Kanievsky's okay. level? So he personalizes the relationship. So, I want you to, what I'm going to do here tonight, and actually Brian and I just spoke about this before. I was so enthralled by this, but I saw this today that actually I, I was talking about it with my previous year. Um, we're going to, this is a huge issue. This is very, it sounds un-Jewish at first glance, right? Mm-hmm. Ben asked from Erech HaPayim. This is not how things go here. This is not how Yiddish guy works. This is comparing our relationship to Akash with relationship person. Is it difficult? That's why I said I, I didn't want to just say, okay, we did this last week. This is a very... Yeah, even, all the time, right? Who? We do it all the time, right? Compare our relationship to Hashem with people. <coughs> yeah, but that's yeah. in the part, not that, oh, if people are take things personal, Hashem takes things personal. That we don't do ever. We do it the other way. We say, you, Hashem was Mabakachayim. You should be Mabakachayim. Rambam says, where's the source for Bikachayim? Where's the source for the voice of Mace? Where's the voice for Nechim of Elam? Hashem did it. Of course, we emulate Hashem's ways. The other way, we don't do. We don't say, look at Hashem as some crook. You know? We say, look to human relationships to understand the relationship with Hashem. Look at the way you relate your kids. Look at the whole sheer sheer. We specifically use marriage because a man and woman is a non biological relationship. It's an earned relationship. Everyone shown bias is different. As much as we specifically, and that's why we know with Hashem, not every Jew has the same relationship with Hashem Baruch Hu. And the Chavis Avavah spoke about that many times. He said, you, the closer, the more intimate relationship you have with Hashem Baruch Hu, the more you could directly get it. I told you, the people who had Betach and Allah Parnassah, and it comes, well, we don't have that today. We spoke about that. So there's definitely different relationships. So I want to, I feel like I'm obligated to explain that. I think this paragraph is a very difficult paragraph, personally. I think this is not how we've ever portrayed Yiddishkeit, and I'm mm-hmm. telling you that we're showing him struggle with the Shabbos of Abbas. And we're going to tell you what, 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 what he said. This is the context of what we said. You got part one. A little yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not unreasonable. It's just but that's not how we think about Hashem. He says, look, if, if you're a human being, you go ahead and you ditch him and you ignore him. And this, will he go take care of you? So too. We're showing him the Ramban who wrote a safe called Munah Batak. like, what are you talking about? This is not how Hashem works. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. I believe this paragraph needed a little... Uh, you know, I know you started last week and I wasn't there, but I, 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 I want to take this on for a quick minute and explain this to you. So, 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 so what, what, what's not clear is what does it mean to say Misha, Shehubatech al Habaregahu Mamreoso? So, in, what, what does it mean then? What, what is his emunah? That Hashem, going backwards, Hashem created the world? I believe uh, he created the so, world. But so, so, so Jeff's coming. Huh? Have you never sinned? Well, that's not something you guys are answering all the questions. 
So he, the word mamre was used. Mm-hmm. What does mamre mean? Rebellion. What does the word sin mean? Rebellion. Sin. It's an accident. No. You just had. You just I said just, otherwise. You I contradicted just, yourself. You just, just said, I did you ever sin? I don't think you call him a rebel. Had an accident. But isn't that all? I mean, like, oh, no. I, I, I made a mistake, I did whatever. I was, so listen, you know, the Ramban says on the exact same Pasik of the, the he brings down, which is that um, the, the Pasik says, The Ramban says the opposite of the Chavis Halakas. He says, Trust Hashem, even if you sin, because I say, has compassion on all of his creatures. He learns mamish the opposite of the Chavis of He says, yeah, you turn to Hashem in your Batech, and this is in uh, the paragraph that starts in the bottom of 87, which I'm not going to have time to go through the whole thing. But he says, do good means a what? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to do good, what? And just continue doing good. Don't get broken by what you did wrong. Just continue being Batech and go ahead. So according to the Ramban, a chayta absolutely can have betachan Hashem and he's going to help him. And they quoted Rabbi Yoyna on Mishlei, Perigimel Pasuk Chavav, and says the same thing. The majority of the Rishayim do not take this hard line. So, this is a very, very, very difficult um, contradiction because it's hard to believe that there's such an extreme machlekes between the Rishayim. So the very simple answer to this question is, there's a difference between a sinner and someone who's a rebel. I think that's obvious. Because the Chayvot Tzavav has said, Mamre. He rebels. And as Jeff pointed out, that's a contradiction. Wait, when you rebel, meaning I don't believe... Mamre lahaches. No, 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 no. Rebelling. In Yiddish... I strictly choose to eat the trafe. Yes. I am rebelling against... I mean, I'm not doing your commandment. If you're driving from New York on a freezing cold night and you smell the french fries at McDonald's and you eat it, I won't call you a rebel. That's not called a mumar lahaches. That's what we call mumar litei oven. You have a desire. Very different. We treat you differently in halacha. Do you know that? Very differently. Rebel means there's two restaurants next door to each other, both in the neighborhood, and you choose the trade restaurant because you don't care. That's a rebel. So, I can still believe in Hashem. Oh, says the Chavis of is no. If but, you... But said that you don't care. It's a, it's a little beyond that. It's that you deliberately yeah, take the trade. So actually, Brian was, was talking to me earlier about uh, someone who's just apathetic. Someone who's not the Teoban and not rebellious. He just doesn't well, care. He says, God doesn't care. I don't care. So I said, that's clearly not called a rebel. You can't call that a momelachis. Even if the beginning starts the same with the Teoban, the moment your desire has been satisfied, you immediately regret it. With not that, a momelachis, right? Exactly. Not a Huh? Not after the third time. It's a moment of the It's a mitzvah. <laughs> what? Moment of the After the third time, it's a mitzvah. No. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's true. In, in, your, in psychology, Nasus like a heter. No. Nasus like a heter means that when you do something once, twice, then you start saying, you know, it's really a good thing because by doing this, I'll be better. Uh, the human brain is a very dangerous toy. And it, uh, so, I want to be clear. So, because of this major issue with this Chavis um Jeff, the word you pointed out, Mamre, is the key here. But when the Chavis Havavis says that it's an absolute contradiction, how dare you come? He's going on someone who is a Mumar Lahakas. He's coming here to spite. He's coming here and he's what? He's saying, Kosh I don't care. He goes, how could you dare come to Kosh when you totally out of spite? 
When Ramban talks about sinners, he's talking about a guy who slips, like all of us here sitting in this room, who are all good Jews, who all try to do their best. But guess what? Sorry, I'm talking for everyone here, but I feel comfortable because it says that even, the Apostle says, So I'm going to assume that you're part of the world. And the Apostle says that everyone sins. That, of course, is not a contradiction to Batah. Even the guy consistently falls. And he goes, Oh, he pulls himself together, falls again. That, of course, that's not a contradiction to Batah. That makes sense. So this is the uh, this is the the key, okay. And I quoted earlier that the Chavetz Chaim and his Sefer Shem Oilam, where he's talking to the Jews that are struggling. The Chavetz Chaim wrote beautiful pamphlets to the Russian soldiers, to the Jews that were assimilated. Uh, unbelievable uh, letters he wrote, and he writes that Betochen uh, is. Uh, doesn't have to do with your betachin, and he says if a person has betachin, even if he's struggling and he's disinfakosh the schus of that betachin works. And then he says something amazing. He says, the Vilna says the opposite of the chavis of office. Even if you're a sinner, the schus of being betach alone can get you what you don't deserve. So it's, uh, that is, uh, and he, the Chavetz Chaim, uh, brings clearly that this Vilna is a direct contradiction to this Chavazal. So I, I felt like it's important to what? To explain this, that we can't just disregard this paragraph. It's a very, very important paragraph. That we're doing Ratzon Hashem is connected to Betach. And the Chavazal's stand is going by a, a super center, a super rebellious guy. But at the end, end of the day, he does say a concept of Chavazal, which you have to take. There's a mission in Avos. It says, if you do his will, he'll do your will. And if you take what you want to do and you battle it, and you give up your desire and your passion for what Hashem wants, Hashem will have other people's desires against you become battle. So that's a mission of us. That's not disputable. And the Chavis of Avis does use that. So there's a connection between doing what's right and getting what you want. You can't say otherwise. The extreme hardline of the Chavis Havavah, you understand? I, I think we have to take the Chavis Havavah as what it's worth, which means even though he's saying that someone who's rebellious shouldn't turn to Hashem, he's also quoting a Mishnah. And he says being in sync with doing Ratz and Hashem does have an impact on what, on what you get. You understand? And that's something that everyone has to agree. There's no dispute on that. Yeah. I think about that, the Mishnah that did, he just quoted, um, it sounds a little bit tit for tat, right? But I think maybe we can understand the no. Mishnah a little bit differently. The Mishnah is just telling how the world works. Not telling you, you should do a... Uh, so Tifetat is on your... the Mamre. Thank you. Before, I just want to make sure that the Tifetat question I think I addressed. A guy who's rebellious, there is a Tifetat system here. I think the Chavetz of don't say that, right? No, but even if you do... He says, Russian... you don't expect it. You could just disregard me and then turn to me for that. No, no, but in, I think what Mike was saying, if I'm wrong, doesn't it sound, like the Mishnah doesn't sound like, okay... You know, I really want this. I'm just going to do the mitzvahs. Right. So right? That's, it sounds right. very lowly shma, right? right? It sounds there's something that that is sounds very bothering. Yeah, it's, it's an incentive. There's no right? question. It's an incentive, right? That's We're not told what you want from in the Torah program. many times. Do the mitzvahs with tight luck. will be good for you. We're told that many accountants. Yeah, so the mission is just saying how the world works, but that's not why you should do it. I tell people all the time. Um, no one who does kira today tells people that if you're going to be from, you'll have olam haba. I mean, that has not been used for sure. And I, I don't know how long. That doesn't, that doesn't, I, if I've ever had the opportunity to be involved in Giro, it's telling a person, you'll have a better life in this world. 
I gotta tell you, I'm convinced a from Jew lives a better life than the secular people. I'm 100% convinced. If your life's not the way, I apologize. I feel bad for you and feel free to come over. But I really, I, 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 when they come to our Shabbos tables, which today is proven to be the number one tool for Kirib, is it because you prove them this Hashem? I don't think so. Is it because your child was so knockout that he was sick for three days afterwards that he decided to become from? You think that's it? I'm not sure that's what's going. Okay, I'm not trying to be funny. What is it? What is it? Why is it today, if you ask any Makar about the number one tool that will say it's a Shabbos table? Why? Very simple. They have never seen normal life. Normal, serene life. They see normal. I, tell me if I'm wrong. You guys, everyone here is involved in Kirov. If you live in Boston, you're involved in Kirov. So, would you ever tell people to become from Kirov and have a better oil and hubbub? I'll use the word serene, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been with my kids at a Shabbos table? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But by the way, that's joyous. They love that. Who are the ones that are most busy with the kids? I had last Shabbos. Not last Shabbos. Two Shabbos ago. I had... Um, Four Harvard students. They were all undergrads in Harvard. Two guys and two girls. We knew two of them, two of them, were friends. They walked an hour and a half. And I couldn't believe it. I come up and say, after Kiddush. The four of them are sitting on the floor playing a board game with my kids. These are like, you know, it's Harvard students. Yeah, Harvard, yeah. Yeah, but whatever. I'm telling you, they were so excited when I stopped. I'm not impressed, trust me. Yeah, you got the wrong guy, especially not what's going on today. You sure you think that talks to me? No, I, I was saying that these are like studious, brainy kids. They're sitting there playing a memory game with my kids. That, and and I'm like looking, I'm looking on the floor. <laughs> memory game. Yeah. So his sister's here for Shabbos. I think even it was a couple of weeks ago. And she looks at the floor. And she says, "What are they?" I said, "She thought it was like four homeless guys coming in." You know. <laughs> I said, "No, these are actually students that came. They walked in out." The most exciting part of it, they was playing with the kids, and the kids were loud and throwing. So trust me, but this, it's it's normal. I hate to say it, serene was a bad word, but it's emotionally serene. It means it's, it's, it's beautiful. You know, I don't know if you don't have the same experience. Don't, don't tell me that the world's, I'll tell you why Elam has, I never tell, don't, don't bother telling people there's Elam He doesn't believe in Elam Just say, I think we live a better life. This was the only thing that talks to people today. Will I be happier? Yeah, you'll be happier this way. If you don't think so, then we have a problem. But um, what does Rabbeinu HaKadosh say in the first mission, in the second parak of Abbas? Ezehu derech yishara. What is the way you should choose? What are the two conditions? How do you know you're on the right path? People always ask them me a question. I say, I don't have an opinion. I'll tell you what Rabbeinu Akkadah says. There's two conditions to know if you're doing Judaism right. Kol teferos lo yisel. What does that mean? The person who's doing it enjoys it. And teferos lo yisel, the people around you are enjoying you. If people around you are cursing you out, it's not, it's not what Hashem wants. And if you are not enjoying what you're doing, you're doing it wrong. I says, Really? Yeah, he said, there's an old school concept. Let's suffer for 75 years and 80 years in this world, so we'll get reward in the world to come. Chas v'shalom. I can prove it to you from Chazal, from Medrash, from Rishayim, whatever you want. Not for now. Hashem gave us a Torah world, l'toyblach. The whole yant of Shuras. There's no mitzvahs. Just to sit and thank Hashem and God the Torah. If you don't know why it's good for you, we should talk. But it's, it's, it's a better life. We're people who have control. We're people who are living in a high realm world. Baruch Hashem. Now again, so what I'm bringing out is that the Shiloh Lishma, the Toivlach, the end of the day, especially anyone who became Batshuva, obviously thinks that this life is better. I don't believe anyone became Batshuva because he thinks he's going to go to Gehenna. I, I don't think so because you don't believe in that at yeah. that point. Right? Even if you want to put the Olam in in the picture, right? Mm. It's still important. I mean, it is important to have this world to l- learn how to teach your neshama how to enjoy things so that when you get to all of them, you can okay. really enjoy you're things. Too, you're too deep right. for me. You must have gone to, oh, I'm like, all right. But anyway, anyway, let's not think I carried away. But true, mm-hmm. it's definitely true to that. Um, you develop a taste for it. There's some people who don't have a taste necessarily. There's some people who naturally 
struggle more with enjoying davening. There's some people who struggle with enjoying learning. There's some people who struggle with enjoying doing chesed, believe it or not. That's something that people learn. And that doesn't mean that that's your challenge. There's nothing wrong with that. Don't, don't, don't be on yourself. We guarantee you that in the world to come, you will, you will enjoy it. That's something else. But in this world, you obviously see that there's a problem. So, again, you're saying Shalom Shema. I just want to address that question. I'm not sure how Shalom Shema that is. The Torah keeps on telling us, the Torah, do what I say. So, again, uh, a person has to realize, you know, uh, not a big story guy, but um, I don't know if you know, but uh, the real blanks sends out every day. I don't know if anyone here gets it. The safer positive vision. He reads every day a three-minute clip, and he sends it out. And I, whenever someone in the shul does something good, I, I, I support it and I and I listen to it. And he, he said a story yesterday. I, don't know, I couldn't believe my ears. Yesterday's clip. You hear the story? No. You don't listen to the clip because I don't know what you're missing. I don't know. It's not his own stuff. It he sends it out as a leader. If I get it, it comes out on a text message. It's a three, four-minute clip. I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. And he's usually here. He's not even here. And I'm saying it. I means it's really serious. I'm not trying to. It's a book called Positive Vision. And he shared a story. I just want to give you a marshal. Bottle of saying, okay? Shared a story. That there was a guy. He said the name of the company. The book brings down the name of the company. It was a, a kitchen business. There was a huge business show in Las Vegas. That was their story. It's an amazing story. And a guy goes ahead. And he took a loan off his house. $50,000. So he could take radio ads. And he could take... Um, Billboards out to, 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 to advertise a show. Anyway, he comes to his rub a week before the event to talk about Hilchas Kashrus and Hilchas Shabbos. And the rub looks at him and says, Why are you coming now? Why didn't you ask if you can go to Vegas? Why was that not part of the question? My <coughs> um, rabbi's coming. Like, you, you already assumed that that's okay. So he says, What do you mean? A business show. He said, I'm just curious. So we spoke about this in the He said, I don't know if you know what Vegas is. It's not necessarily a place for a nice Jewish boy. I know it's all business, but. Uh, my, my father's rub will not allow you to go unless your wife goes with you. My father once had to go for a diamond show. My poor mother-in-law, the last thing she wanted to do, she had to do his work. She took her computer. Again, I'm not saying you have to... I'm just telling you, there are rub on him that have different... He said, you can go. I understand. It's a business rule. You got to go with your wife. That's, that's his rule. But anyway, so I'm just showing you, it's not a... Anyway, this rub was a little more fanatic than my rub, which is extreme. <laughs> he said, go with your wife. This rub... So I don't know why you're going. You really think you're going to have to compromise? Now, I want to be honest. The way he said the story is this guy had issues with Kiddush in the past. And he had gotten over it. And the rub felt that he's going, he's going to fall right back where he was. So he tells the guy, I don't think you should go. The guy says, Rabbi, I took a $50,000 loan off my house. I have a table. People are going to come into my table. He says, oh, yeah. yeah I, I'm a really nice rub, by the way. I don't know if I would do this. Anyways. I'll just hear you now. He says, I... My, I, I have to tell you, I, uh, I don't think you should go. He says, well, but he says, right, talk to your wife. I'm not telling you not to go. He says, I'm not telling you what to do. I, I don't think, knowing his background, he says, I, I was hesitant to say that because, but maybe it is part of the question because it could be the, the rabbi said, I, 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 I'm telling you, lose the 50,000, but don't go. Nice rabbi, nice rabbi. Anyway, so guy says, he went home, talked to his wife. His wife knew about his struggles and his wife's like, listen, I, Maybe this is what Akush Baba wants. Our, our assignment is to kiss $50,000 goodbye and have anyway, him and his wife together have the courage to decide he's not going. Anyway, you got to hear the story. Three, three or four days after the convention, it's a phone call from NBC. What's that? It's a TV show, a TV station. MNBC. I forgot what he said. NBC. It was NBC. Yeah, it was, anyway, there's someone who hosts a show every month. They feature a small business. 
and they go through the whole business, and he said, and he gets a call, he says, it's like winning a lottery. This lady tells him, we chose this, you'll be nationally syndicated, we, anyway, we chose you, do you want to feature our company? TV for free, in front of the whole country. He says, why? He says, I'll tell you the truth, I was in Vegas, and I saw your billboard. I let it go, and then also I turned on the radio, and it happened to be at that moment, I was looking at the billboard, the radio went on. Not Jewish person. She goes, I thought it was weird. So I checked into your business. I see you have real good quality stuff. I'm featuring. Uh, the guy was featured the next month. Guy made millions of dollars. A killing. Hold on. It's a story I'm sharing with you out of the book, Positive Vision. You can ask Gabriel Banks what page it's on. But I'm trying to make out a point. I, I look at this story, and there's an element here of what? Again, you can interpret the story differently. I'm showing you clearly that the, from here on, it's, this is fact, now it's my interpretation. I heard the story yesterday. And I will be my battle. My battle for you. What's the connection? There's an element that his willingness to sacrifice fifty thousand. Again, I'm not saying you should do it. Don't every Shiloh. The Rub knew his thing. So could we all agree that there was a connection between his giving up fifty thousand dollars and the random being chosen by NBC to feature? How many small businesses are there in America? There's twelve chosen a year. And what are the chances? Here's the name of the company, Home Kitchens. I'm just telling you, if you want the details, you can check it up in the book, Positive Vision. Obviously, that book is promoting Positive Vision, so it shows this story. But I'm just trying to bring out, a guy gives up. So the idea that, if you don't believe in a Baruch Hu, would you kiss $50,000 goodbye? If you don't think Hashem runs the business world, would you have given $50,000 goodbye? It's a loan, not $50,000 you have extra. It's money he borrowed. So I'm just saying, do you understand the correlations here between Betachen so again, before, even though we just minimize the, the impact of the Chayvah's Havavis, I think we could all agree that what? That, um, you understand? So that's just the interesting, uh, all right? And we'll, we'll pick up Bezer Hashem um, next week. is direct conversation on the contradiction between Shtadlos and Betacha. This is going to be, I think, the most important for us. Why does Hashem need us to work if he's in charge of Parnos anyway? And this is the uh, fifth Agdama, and we're going to have to toll this very seriously because I believe this is the meat and potatoes of Shara Batach. Okay?